as you lift our voice in praise, it's you that I sing, it's you that I sing, sing it us. Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of Rescue. your two hands together for the Lord. Come on, do it better, do it better, do it better. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, amen. God richly bless you for coming this evening. Shall we all be seated? Shall we all be seated? Hallelujah. God richly bless you for coming this morning. I am grateful but I'm believing that at the end of this ministration you are going to be refreshed. Amen. Clap your two hands for coming. Now, Revival at 7. How many of you remember Revival at 7? Revival at 7 is not a new thing. The rescue has gone through seasons of our lives. And um, I believe that God wants us to go to the ancient landmarks, the things we used to do that brought us out with power until some of us are becoming some way towards God. But we want to trust God to go back to the things we used to do that revived us, that put us on fire, that made us love the Lord, that made our Christian lives exceptional. We want to believe God to come to that realm and that dimension. Amen. Oh, amen. All right. All right. So, so um, tonight, I want to start afresh. I want to go back to my first love because I've realized that a lot of things are changing. And I must do something about it before it is too late. You know, Rick Joyner. How many of you know Rick Joyner? You don't know about him? Go and search. Rick Joyner has a book he calls The Touch and the Salt. I read it when I was in the university. And uh, out of it, I, I, it birthed a ministry I used to run when I was in the university I call The Touch and the Salt Bearers. That is like rescue. When I came home, I call it rescue. But over there, I called it The Touch and the Salt Bearers. It was an evangelistic group. I trained students. We go from hall to hall, hostel to hostel, preaching the gospel, dorm preaching, room, room to room, and then all that. Now, that book blessed my life so much because Rick Joyner is an evangelistic prophet. He's a prophet that doesn't prophesy about you'll get money, you'll get this, but sees into the mind of God and tells what is going to happen many, many years to come concerning the kingdom of God, the move of God, and all that. If you normally listen to Bishop Dad, you keep hearing him referring to Rick Joyner. Rick Joyner, mighty apostolic prophet. Now, in Rick Joyner's book, The Thoughts and the Sword, he spoke about something that is very, very key for understanding if we will do the work of God. How many of us want to do the work of God? 
Already a lot of you are doing the work of God. You don't need to stand behind the pulpit to do the work of God. The work of God is simply means ministry. And ministry, what is ministry? Ministry is just an overflow of your personal Christian life. Ministry is what? An overflow. See, an overflow of my personal Christian life. That means that if you, 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 you have a personal life of prayer and you start praying for people, you have gotten to the level of what ministry. But already you had a personal you had a personal life of singing. You used to be washing, singing, washing, singing. That was your, it's not a ministry. But by the time you start singing to bless other people, we now call it a ministry. You, 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 you used to study the word of God, reading the word of God. By the time you start giving other people the word of God and teaching them, we call it a ministry. So ministry is simply your personal spiritual life that has filled and overflowed to other people. Clap your two hands for the Lord. So... You cannot be a good minister if you don't first have the personal. Tell somebody, you can't be a good minister if you don't have the personal. You will be fake. Anybody who wants to be a good singer must be someone who sings on his own most of the times. That is why we have people in the choir who are not progressing. They are not increasing because they don't know how to become good in your ministry. You have to have a personal. We have people who, who are not growing in the prayer ministry because personally they don't pray. We have people who are not doing well in ministry because they don't have a personal spiritual life. A personal spiritual life. A ministry is a spiritual thing. If you don't have the personal, you cannot have the overflow, the outpouring. Are you hearing what I'm saying at all? So you must make sure that you have the personal. So a lot of us are struggling. And this is what Rick Joyner said. Rick Joyner saw a vision. And in the vision, he saw that when, I'll, I'll just summarize it for you so that you understand because of the time. He saw that when there was fire in his heart, something like fire which represented zeal, when the fire was very, very high, then he saw that the Bible and the sword that was in his hands became very light. Everybody say light. But he realized that at a different part of the vision, he could not handle the Bible and the sword. It became so heavy that he could not handle it. And when he checked, the fire that was on his heart had gone down. And so, from the revelation or the vision that he saw, and he saw a vision of heaven, and he saw himself stand before the throne of God, and several things, you can go and read that book. I have it in my library. If you come, I'll show it to you. So, you realize that there is a correlation between your heart temperature and your hand activity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is a link between your heart temperature and your hand activities. What you can do is connected to what you carry. If your spiritual temperature is high, then you'll be able to do the work of God with ease. I tell what, if your spiritual temperature is high, then you can do the work of God with ease. If your spiritual temperature is low, then I can, I can shock you that you will not do well in the word of God. And now that is why you realize that when your spiritual temperature is very high, you can easily read your Bible, you can easily pray for people, you can easily go for outreach 
We will call you for evangelism. You are there. We call you for prayer meeting. You are there. We call you for, 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 for ministry activities. You are, you are present. But by the time you realize that the fire in your personal life is gone low and it's almost going up, you realize that now going for outreach will be the most difficult thing. Bearing the gospel will be very difficult. Bearing the gospel. How many of you have realized that? That times when maybe you have committed one or two sins or you have not prayed for long or you have not read your Bible for long you, or for, 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 for a long time, you realize that preaching to people is not a delight. Going to win souls is not, it's not a passion. All of a sudden, you, you, you start going down. How many of you have realized that? Yeah, that is how it works. That is how it works. And, 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 and the joiner explained to us that it is a connection between the heart and the work. If your heart is not on fire, the work will be too heavy. Because your heart is on fire, no matter the distance, you can be going without stopping. Because there is something burning. True or not true? If your heart is on fire, no matter the challenge, you will still surmount it because your heart is all burning. It is about the heart. Can I hear an amen? I said it's about what? It's about the heart. Now, listen to me. Is everybody listening? Now, because of that, I have realized by experience and by observation that a lot of us are struggling with the ministry work, no matter the level where you are doing it from, from branches and headquarters, in different, different forms, especially the, the soul winning work. It's highly, highly, highly tedious if your spiritual life is not good. True or not true? And I have seen that problem with a lot of us. I've seen that problem. A lot of us shepherds, a lot of us pastors, our problem is not the work. Our problem is us. Say the work is not a problem. I'm the problem. That soul is not a problem. Your fire is not enough to consume it. The bush was there, but fire was consuming. If your fire is not enough, you see, have you, have you ever used a hot knife to slice through bread before? Using margarine. How many of you have tried that before? The ladies. Maybe not the guys. But the ladies. Can you picture a hot knife going through bread with margarine? Like that. It's very smooth and easy to spread it. Red hot metal going through plastic or rubber. So it cuts it with ease. But by the time it is not red hot, it will suffer what? Resistance. Now, that is how the ministry is. The more passionate you are, the more your accomplishments. The more cold you are becoming, the lesser your accomplishment. Amen. Oh, amen. So, if you want to do something about the ministry work, you must first check your spiritual life. Your personal spiritual life. Tell someone by you, check your personal spiritual life. Ask him, my dear, are you alright? Ask him again, my dear, are you alright? You may look alright, but are you alright? Hmm? 
You, you may smile all right, but are you all right? You may dress all right, but are you all right? The question is, are you all right? Spiritually, are you all right? In your spiritual life, are you all right? God runs a diagnosis of you. Will he find something or you are all right? The Holy Spirit is running a set through you right now. Will he find something? Jesus says that the prince of this world coming. But he has nothing in me. Can you say that? Can you say that? That is the reason why singing will be difficult for you. Shepherding will be difficult for you. Soul winning will be difficult for you. Going on follow up will be difficult for you. It is not because the work is difficult. It is because you lack the fire for the work. Clap your two hands for the Lord. There's something wrong. Because if, 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 there is fire, if there is passing, long distance becomes short. If there is passing, if there is fire, the difficult task becomes easy. If there is, there is fire, the no, no, most stubborn people begin to succumb and begin to submit. If there is fire, somewhere, somehow, eh? the secular people say it this way, where there is a wheel, there is a way. You keep searching for the way till you find it. Huh? Somebody, uh, a plumber told me, water is very, very dangerous. Because water will find its way. No matter where you block it, you block it here. It will pile and pile and look for another way and appear somewhere else. And you see them block it there. Don't think you are finished. Give it some weeks, some months, some years. It will go out. Because you see, let's go home. We have filled the land. And once in a while, the, the water manages to appear somewhere and flood the room. Hey! And we are like, ah, where from this one? And we are surprised the amount of water under the room or the building and the land. The amount of water. Recently, when it rained dangerously one or two times, it found its way in one of the chambers amazingly. And filled the manhole till it retained back. Shocking. Then the plumber told me, he used some tree work. Like difficult to stop water. Now, that is how it is. Where there is a will, there is a way. Where there is a will, there is a way. Where there is passion, there is solution. I said, where there is what? Passion. There is what? Solution. Write it down. Where there is passion, there is obviously a solution. A lot of us are struggling with the work because there is no passion. The devil has managed to, to rid you of passion. He has managed to squeeze passion out of your heart. He has managed to take away the zeal, the love, the desire, the passion. That which makes the gospel in your hands easy. Jonah said, and as the fire went, the gospel was so heavy I could not handle it. The Bible, the sword was too heavy to handle it. May the ministry not be too heavy for you. I'm praying for someone. May the ministry not be too heavy for you. See, by the time you realize that you are making excuses with your family, you are making excuses with work, you are making excuses with, with some one form of body pains or something, you should check, cross check, pause, and check whether your fire level is the same. Whether your fire level is the same. 
Because the intensity of your passion is what determines what you can do for the Lord. It's what determines. You can't, you can't take it. It's just a matter of time. It will catch up with you. I said it will do what? It will catch up with you. Because you see, this shepherding work, a lot of us are in this shepherding work for several reasons. For several reasons. You know, this afternoon someone asked me a question. One of our shepherds, I think he's not around, asked me a question. And then he said, is it good to have a reason to come to church? Then I thought about his question for some seconds. And then I said, yes. It's good to have a reason. But it must be an eternal reason. Then I explained to him that everybody who comes to church has a reason. True or not true? Everybody. Some are coming for spiritual issues. Some are coming for deliverance. Some are coming because they were born into church like that. That, that has been their culture. Some are coming because they have some gracious dream. They have some scary things. Some are coming Some are coming because their friends are there. Some are coming because a certain brother is disturbing them and accusing them. Everybody comes to church for a reason. You can even ask yourself right now why you started going to church. Or why you are in rescue. Or why you come to church. You will realize there is a reason. There's nothing like, oh, don't come to church without a reason. Everybody is in church, including the pastor. Every one of us is in church for a reason. But it has to be a spiritual reason. It has to be an eternal reason. And the, and the, and the most important reason why you should be in church is because of fellowship with the Lord. Fellowship. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It's an instruction. It is for the body of Christ that we come together to fellowship the Lord with the Lord. Amen. Now, in the same sense, every one of us have a reason why we are shepherds. See that somebody is forcing you to be a shepherd. Or you see that you, you have time in your house. You are less busy. And you are, use, you are using your idleness to do shepherding work. And I told the guy that the reason why, because when you, get, when you have a reason for coming, once the reason changes, you stop coming. And so it must be eternal reason so that it never changes. If it is because of a friend, one the friend is not around you. If it's because of marriage, because he says that the reason why he's asking because one of his souls says that uh, he has gone to church, ah, he didn't get a husband, so he has stopped. He has stopped. So the guy was asking him, is it good to have a reason? He said, that particular reason is not a good one. And some of us are shepherds because of friends. Some of us are shepherds because we are forcing you. Some of us are shepherds because you have heard that, oh, if you join the shepherd's place, you get a husband. Oh, yeah. Some of us are shepherds because our best friend has joined and uh, she's the one we chat with. So, since your best friend is there, you'll be there. But you see, change that reason. Change that reason. Tell the one by you, change the reason why you are here. And have an eternal reason why you should be here. Have an eternal reason. Why must you be a shepherd? Because the Bible says we should be like Jesus. True or not true? And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. He said, I came to seek and save the lost. And he told us, go into the world and make disciples. He made us shepherds before he went. That's the only reason why you should be a shepherd. Every other reason is non It will not last. Every other reason, it will not last. I can promise you. If it is because you need babies, you need a miracle, when you get it, you will stop. If it is because you need a job, when you get it, you will stop. If it is because you are idle, when you become busy, you will stop. If it is because you are uneducated, when you become educated, you will stop. If it is because you want to be a pastor, after you become a pastor, you will stop. 
Are you hear what I'm saying? So, have the ultimate reason. Clap your two hands for the Lord. Have the ultimate reason. Have the ultimate reason. Hallelujah. And so, I always tell people, it is not wrong for someone to chase a girl into church. It's a reason. It's a reason. And I said, it is not wrong. Let the person come. But it is wrong for the person to remain in the church and still use that as the reason why he's there. Do you understand? It's not wrong. Everybody is attracted by something. You were attracted by a beautiful lady and you followed her to the church. But when you come, you must meet Christ. The Bible says that when the wise men arrive at the pen, that's how you call it, right? Sheep pen. When they are our stable, but it's also called pen. P-E-N. Pen is for sheep. Yeah, and Jesus was born among sheep. And a cattle. And a gorilla. Sheep. So sheep is pen. Or stable. As the maybe the old English would say. But which one is for horses? Stable is for horses. Okay. So it's pen that I know. Not pen as the writing. Amen. Now, when Jesus was going to bed, the wise men, they came. The Bible says that, and they saw the baby and the mother. Why didn't they say they saw the mother? And the, because the mother is bigger than the baby. The baby was hidden something, but the Bible said that, in other words, their focus of coming didn't change. It was the baby. And so the baby, before they looked at who was handling the baby. So when you come to Christ, perhaps you came because your best friend invited you. Perhaps you came because, Charlie, you have nothing doing. Eh? A gentleman said, oh, I work here. I work here. But one of your members, uh, she said that as you, as you come. So I, I said, oh, good one. Good one. Good one. We have great people here who came through friends. We have great people here who came through, through family. But when, as, as soon as you arrive and you fellowship with us for some time, may you find Jesus. Otherwise, you can't stay for long. I said, may you find Jesus. Otherwise, this journey you have started, you will, you will, you will fall out very soon. May you find Jesus. Tap someone by you and say, find Jesus before it's too late. Find Jesus. Find the reason to be here. Because your reason may be wrong. Find the reason to be a shepherd. Because your reason may be wrong. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. I see you becoming a great servant of God. But the key is that the first key is the reason. So all that I'm trying to say is that the work of the ministry will be difficult, impossible, hard, unencouraging if you lack the passion in your heart. Because when the passion is there, the solution will fall. You will solve every problem that comes to your way. You will, you will make a way where there is no way. You will make things happen. Things others will be running away from you. You will be approaching it because there is passing. The same Goliath. Or was it another Goliath? The same Goliath. Saul flee. Saul fled. When Saul was with God, do you know that Saul backslided at a point? When Saul started, Saul was with God. Saul had a relationship with God. Somebody said, Pastor, how do you know? I know Saul has a because when the servant told him that let's go and search for the prophet, what did he say? How can we go and see a prophet with empty hands? 
That means he knows some spiritual knowledge. He has some spiritual knowledge. He has a mystery. This somebody who knows God. Said, I, I cannot even go to a man of God with empty hands. That's even a high dimension. Because a lot of Christians don't even think about that. About that. How many of you come to my office like that? You rather come and take my small pure water, my. <laughs> but Saul knew God. And when God said through the whole land of Israel, He says that there is someone I'm sending to you, Samuel. I'm sending a man, the one I have chosen. That when Samuel saw him, he kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has appointed you commander over his army? Is it not that's why you came here? There's a reason for your coming. Just that you didn't know. You call it a serendipity. You just fell into it. You were not expecting it. Amen. But now listen. At a point in time, the Bible says that and Saul lost touch with the Lord and started doing his own things. He started trying to please men. He started trying to look big. Trying to be, I mean, I'm the king. You know? Doing what he wanted. And God separated with him. He entered into the Bible says at a point, even demons occupied him and started oppressing him. He needed David, who was, known, uh, who was not known by anybody, to come and play for his music to cast out the demon from the king. That's a shock. A man of God. In Israel, for you to be a king, you are supposed to actually know God. You are, you are a man of God. That's why we preach with uh, all the kings, Ezekiah and, and other people. You are a man of God. Solomon, uh, we call him what? a man of God. David, we say man of God. <laughs> for you to be a king, you are a man of God in Israel. Is somebody following me? But listen, he missed it, he, he backslided. He separated from God. There was no more relationship and was filled with demons. That's what happened to some of us after we started a journey with God. After two years, after three years, after a month, after two months, then you, you, you separate from God. Then other things come into your life and then evil spirits begin to enter. One lady came to my office and the lady was complaining that now she has a strong edge to take what doesn't belong to her. Yeah. She had a strong edge to steal. Not a small girl. Somebody who have, who have been around for a long time. Just that she stopped coming to church for a long time. And has resurfaced. Because of her work, she normally blames it on her work. Then she was telling me that, she, why have you stopped the work? She said, I've stopped the work because now when I enter into the shop, I hear the voice. Like, it's a pressure. Take it. Take it. Take it. He said, now they can hide money anywhere. I hear the voice telling me, move here. The money is here. And I said, have you had that problem all the while you were growing up? He said, no, no, no. Have you ever taken it? He said, no, no, no. Even today, I have not taken it. But now I'm afraid, so I've stopped the work. Because I'll be caught. I said, you have done well. That you, you don't want it. It's a demon. A demon of stealing and shame wants to enter into the young. But before, it was not there. The last time I said, then the Lord asked me. I, 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 I asked her. I was saying that I started asking about her secret life. Then I saw that she's doing her own thing somewhere. And the spirit had entered. You see, once you separate from God, you were raised from this church, came back from the secondary school, you were following us. And you are actually now you are living in the house, enjoying yourself, doing what you want, not coming to church. Now look at other spirits that are coming. They will, they will disgrace you. They will disgrace you. Now, that is how it works. And it happened to Saul. Are you following what I'm telling you? It happened to who? Saul. 
man of God, chosen and anointed. The Bible says that when he was coming down from the mountain, he started speaking what? In tongues and prophesying in the company of the prophets. He was a man of God. But he was filled with demons. May you never be filled with demons. May you not start well and finish badly. And you see, when you are filled with demons, it is not only when you are, ay, ay, ay. Then, then, hey, Charlie, it's filled with demons. Then we are casting. You can be filled with the demon of pride. You will never know. Huh. And th- th- those are the dangerous demons. That's what brought Lucifer down. You can be filled with the spirit of pride. It's a demon. You can be filled with the spirit of, of, of offense, anger. So of a sudden you get to a certain level, little comments. So, like you become so sensitive. Little things can offend you. Little things can, can, can trigger anger, can touch you. Meanwhile, maybe from the beginning you were not like that. You are under demonic oppression. Because it's a spirit. It's a spirit the devil has positioned in your life to finish whatever you are doing. And can I shock you? Do you know how demons operate? Do you think that when demons are on you, they, they, they make you fall down? Then you are holding them, then you are falling down. The greatest manifestations of demons is not falling down. The greatest manifestation of demons is in words. They speak to you. They speak to you. When Lucifer appeared to Jesus, he didn't appear physically. The Bible says, and he took him. He took him. It was a communication within the ears, in the mind, speaking. In the mind, speaking. In the mind, speaking. In the mind, speaking. They speak to you. Demons communicate. You see, the Bible says that the Antichrist will be a human being that is being manipulated by the spirit of Satan. It's a human being, like a politician. And I saw that vision practically, so I understand that revelation, that portion of the book of Revelation. Because when God was giving me the church uh, um, um, discipleship and then church planting vision, it came like that. I saw the end time and I saw that Antichrist. And I saw, because God wanted me to understand how the thing works, I saw the thing like a Bluetooth in his ear. When God is revealing dreams to you, he uses things you understand. So if you are a guy, he will use these things. If you are an American, he will use different things to explain a spiritual mystery to you. Then I saw a Bluetooth and he said, then I was standing, looking at the chaos going on, and I saw this Antichrist, and I heard the words. And he was hearing words. And the words he was hearing were coming in a reverse form, and nobody could hear or understand. I was the only one hearing it. The thing was coming in a reverse form. Like, if I will say, come and let's go, I will say, go. Let's come, like our range in the reverse form. Then when the thing enters into his, and his eyes were red, when the thing enters into his spirit, then he will now arrange it and tell us. Now those are what we call thought. Thought. He communicates. So you are there, and you are feeling like, do it, do it, do it. And you think it's your feelings. You are lying. There's a spirit communicating, talking to you. Do it. Don't mind them. You like it. Don't mind them. Nobody will see you. Then it's talking. 
having to be hearing voices like that. Yes. Yes. He's speaking to you. Those are how demons oppress people and manifest. Some people are going to, to the extreme. We call them madmen. Why do we call them madmen? Because they are hearing what you are not hearing. They are eating what you say is wrong, but something is telling him this one is correct. This one is sweet. Eat it. Something is telling him this is screaming pool, buffing it, but you are saying it's black. You are saying this is gutter. But a demon is afflicting. Bible says that the, the father of the gentleman in Matthew 17, what did he tell Jesus? Or Mark chapter 9, what did he tell Jesus? He told Jesus that, and when the demon comes, it casts him to the fire and to the water. You see, when demons are working, it makes you do things. It makes you say things. That when they were looking for someone to deceive the king of Israel into battle, when there was a meeting in the spirit, one of the spirits said, I will go and go and deceive him. I'll make, I'll make him think he will win. And I'll enter into the prophets so that they will think the Holy Ghost have come and they'll be prophesying. But I will be the one talking to them. Demons are prophesying in clericals. Did you hear what I said? I said demons are prophesying with clericals. That is not everywhere signs and wonders are happening means it's God. Because the, the evil spirit said, I am the lying spirit, the spirit that makes people lie. You think you are lying because you are smart. You are lying because you have a demon. Oh, you are shocked. Am I not teaching scripture? The spirit said, I am going to lie through the prophet. Not through sinners. That's a prophet in poor chance try. Not normal believer. Eh? If those who are supposed to be the custodian of the gospel are lying, then how much more you? It's a pity. <laughs> and so if I tell you that when demons are oppressing you, their highest manifestation is not falling down. Their highest manifestation is how they make you think. All of a sudden, they make you think that, Charlie, no, this is wrong. He didn't talk to me well. No, she didn't say it well. No, this thing, I'm supposed to have it. Why is it that they have given it to this? And meanwhile, some time ago, you wouldn't have bought it. That should tell you that something is working. There's a spirit. And after it finishes you, it will go back and give a report. Oh, didn't they do it? They did it to Kinehab. After they came to lie through the prophets to finish the assignment, they, they went back. They don't have time for you. He came for an assignment. Tell somebody, don't be a victim of demonic oppression. Watch the things you think about. They are not just thoughts. They are words from demons. Tell him. Watch it. They are not just thoughts. They can be words influenced by a demon. And after the demon deceives you, the lies with the deceptive spirit, when it deceives you, then now, he will stay away. He will now step. He has finished the assignment. Time you realize it is too late. He has finished it. This is how a lot of charismatic people and children of God err. They make mistakes because a demon was assigned to them. And the demon kept speaking. May you be delivered from every influence of an evil spirit. As I'm speaking to you now, may you be delivered in the name of Jesus.
And the fact that you are walking cool does not mean a demon is not harassing you. Your dressing doesn't show. Tell her your dressing doesn't show. There's a gentleman who dresses so well in this church. Looks very handsome, very careful. I'm sorry if I tell him to make your beloved. You, 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 you love. Because he's very, very handsome and very, very cool. He's not been around for long, so I prayed for him recently. And then one of the days I prayed for him, he fell under the anointing. And then and all that. And then I prayed again yesterday, uh, Wednesday during the service. Prayed for him, ministered to him simply, and then he went back. That he called me yesterday or sent me a WhatsApp or something. Then he said that in the dream that he had, the revelation that he had, when he left, in the revelation, it's like I had come to him and uh, something, some, somehow the end of the whole thing is that either I prayed for him or I did something for him and immediately a snake walked out of him and he was free. A snake. I see, if physically I tell you that there's a snake disturbing this guy, you believe, he crowd will not be, you fight me. The pastor, ah, ha, ah, suffer. <laughs> suffer. Amy, Amy, Amy. If it's a fancy, you say Amy. You see? But that is how the thing is. It's a mystery. You can be laughing with a white teeth, but I'm telling you that there may be a crocodile that may be harassing you. You don't know. You don't know. Listen to me. Do you know that demons manifest as animals? Go and read the book of Revelations. He describes different of them. Some are serpents. Even in the garden. We didn't see manifest in that form. You go to Revelation, he describes dragons. He describes frogs. Some come out as different beasts, animals from the sea and other things. Listen to me. When a demon is harassing you, you can be dreaming of dogs. It's not a dog. It's not your pet. You start calling your pet. It's not your pet. It's a demon. It's a demon that cannot make you zip up. That's why it has appeared to you as a dog. Are you following what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know, but it looks like I've, I've digressed because you see, I've not gone to my, 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 my notes because this is not what I'm going to talk to you about. This is not. This is not, I've not quoted any scripture. I'm just talking. Because this is not what I'm coming to talk about. Something 101. <laughs> but you see, I just want you to understand the reason for this meeting. The reason for revival at seven. I used to do it for them. And it has produced fine people. And I've stopped. Perhaps the demon spoke to me that challenge. Where you have got to relax. Oh, yeah. But a demon spoke to the prophet. Now, men are demons to be men. That is why, so as I'm being watchful, you too, you be watchful. You understand? Everything thinks the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit talks to you, but it's not only the Holy Spirit that talks to you. A demon also talks to you. So you have to be able to discern by the word. Because some of the things that are coming into your heart, when you check scriptures, you realize that this is wrong. This is wrong. This is against scriptural protocols. Then you can tell which spirit is speaking. Do you understand it? Yeah. Now follow me. And so, your spirituality is very important. Do you now agree? Or do you now agree? And do you now agree that the reason why you are backsliding, you are not doing the work of the shepherd, 
and you are giving all the excuses about your work, giving all the excuses about your children, giving all the excuses about your wife, whatever, or your husband, or your job, can you now arrive at the same conclusion that it is because something has changed in your heart? You are not as firebrand as you used to be in the classroom. You are not, you are not as passionate as you started with the Lord. How many of you can realize that is the reason why? If it's not because of your job. Yeah, that's the reason. You are, you, are, you are being a hypocrite. You are even adding to your sins. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because Charlie, there are people pastoring with ten children, six children. There are people doing the work of God who are directors, managers, with congregation and yet with companies. What are you talking about? Oh, backslide is stop, stop giving excuses. Stop giving excuses. The fire is down. Yeah. The fire is down. Because you see, the fire intensity is the approved intensity for kingdom service. Everything you are in church, you are clean. It is only possible if you are on fire. I bet you, when the fire goes down, passing in front of the church will be a work for you. It, it will be work. It will be so difficult. I'm telling you. I have not gotten there yet. That's why maybe you don't get what I'm saying. But I pray you will never get there. Because it's not an easy thing to even bounce back. You need conscious effort. But hear me. One of the key reasons why our spiritual lives will not do well and cannot do well and will affect our ministry is because we lack a basic principle called quiet time. A principle called what? Oh, a principle called what? And that's what I want to talk to you about. It's Quiet Time 101. That's all. Quiet time. It's the reason why. Now, Father, your word says that your eyes go to and fro the whole earth. Searching for who to bless and obviously who to punish and curse. So, open your eyes and watch. I'm coming to ask a question. Open your eyes and watch. I've asked God to open his eyes and watch. Because his eyes are everywhere. Should I ask my question? Should I ask my question? God, I said your eyes go everywhere to punish and to reward. And all liars you punish. So, come on board. Should I go ahead with the question? Listen, 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 let's be very, very, uh, let's be straightforward here. How many of you want me to ask the question? Lift up your hand. If you want to say, Pastor, I can suggest the question I Pastor asked. I've lost the vote. Okay, you have lost the vote. Too. Let's maintain the relationship. You, let's leave here happy. Plus God, everything. Vod uh, is the basic you can do. If you can't do Vod, then you are not doing your quiet, I'm telling you. If you can't even read Vod. How many minutes does it take to read Vod? You can't even read Vod. Now to sit down and read what? Genesis. Or Malachi. That's what you do you can read. Or Habakkuk. The name alone frightens you. Vod, you can't read. Vod that you have written it in Ghana English. You can't read Vod. Now, 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 
Nothing. It's what you can read. <laughs> there are some of the scriptures when I'm reading, I get like I get tired. Like this this week. How do you finish Ezra? Instead of just going to look for some New Testament and read, you are concerned with the Hemiah. The same behavior. Calling names and so and so. Gave birth to this one. And oh. Because it's about a group of people traveling back to Jerusalem. Hmm? After they have been captured. So they were mentioned everywhere in his family, but they, for one, one chapter, two chapters. Uh, the whole thing, I'm like, we're coming here, they're revelation. We are doing a meeting. We are doing a revelation. We are doing a But you see, it's not part of the Bible. Now, who pay vote? Now, when I obey to me, if you are doing your extensive study, that's fine. But the basic quiet time that at least you should have the word of God in your spirit for the day, it begins with the basic we have given you. Quiet time. The fault. Now, listen to me. What is quiet time? I'll close you soon. Don't, don't worry. I think today what God wanted me to say is what I've said. But I, I have to scratch the surface. What is quiet time? When we say someone has quiet time, it is a quality time with God. Quality, personal. And qualify it to personal time with God. Quality, personal time with God. And you see, a lot of you, you don't have a quality, personal time with God. You may be a pastor, but I can put it to you. You may be a shepherd, an elder. That's why some of you are begging me not to ask the question. Because I was going to ask. I'll start from Monday. So that all your shepherds under you will know. Will know that you are fake. You just come and ask them, have you done your kind time? But you have not done it. You have not done it. I've not done it. Yeah. Are you following me? But I won't ask. I won't ask because I have respect for some people here. <laughs> but 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 how how would the fire keep burning if you stop putting the charcoal? Stop putting the wood. Leviticus told that he said that the fire on the altar will not go out. It shall continue to burn. How will it continue to burn when you don't put in the wood? What is the wood? The word. The word. It is the word that brings the fire. It is quiet time 101. Personal quality time with God. Not a family time. Not you and your mother time with God. That's Morning devotion or afternoon devotion or perhaps evening devotion. Not cell fellowship. That's what I'm talking about. I mean a quality time with God. Personal. Personal. And listen, everyone needs that time. I said everyone does what? Needs that time. Nobody, like I said, can succeed in his Christian life if you don't have a person. It starts from there. My dear, you have decided to serve God. 
But don't joke with your quiet time. Don't joke with your quiet time. Don't joke with your personal prayer and steady time. It is your quiet time. It is your personal prayer and steady time. Say prayer and steady. Personal prayer and steady time. You cannot be a strong believer if you don't have a personal prayer and steady time. You cannot. You cannot. I don't know how you can make that possible. You will be as weak as a baby. You cannot. No matter the gifts you have, it's just a matter of time. No matter the fire you are carrying, it's just a matter of time. If you don't have a personal relationship where you can wake up and you make some time, you decide that from this time to that time, whether 15, whether 20, whether 30, whether one hour, I spend it alone with God. I study, I read the word and I pray. If you don't have it, you lack the fuel for this journey you have started. And you will not get far. Yeah. You will not get far. You will not be strong. You will not be able to be a good minister. Or a good shepherd. Now, you look at several people like Jesus had a great ministry. And the Bible makes us know the secret to his great ministry. How many of you believe that Jesus had a great ministry? A very successful ministry, nobody compares, only three years. Like, rescue is even how many years? Six years past now. And what have we achieved? We are still not known beyond maybe Odoko and some few places. But Jesus in three years was known where? All over the world. So today, he is far gone, long gone. But his works are still speaking. That is Jesus, the man Jesus. But he worked only three years. His ministry lasted for only three years. And yet the impact cannot be doubted. It has produced me. It has produced you. It has produced thousands and millions of churches. It has produced millions of books that have been published. Only God knows the number of songs have been written. It has produced many. Like the work of Jesus is outstanding. But you see, Jesus had a certain secret that people don't know about. It is called the secret of quiet time. The secret of quiet time. Look at it. In Mark 1.35, the Bible says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a quiet place or a lonely place, and there he prayed. Rising up long before what? Day. That means before morning or before darkness will fully disappear, he had gone to do his alone time with God. Listen, quiet time is an alone time with God. And Jesus knew this secret. Now, over here, he had finished one powerful ministration of healed many people. And went to sleep like every human being does. Then the Bible says that he knew the following day a great company would be coming because the news had gone. 
But he didn't wake up bathing, ready to go and then continue healing the sick. But the Bible says he woke up early before the other disciples. Before Peter could wake up, he was there. Before James, John could wake up, he was gone. Listen to me. When Peter rose up and they started looking for Jesus, when you check the other verses from verse 36 down, you will see that they started looking for Jesus and could not find him. Because men had gathered. So they went looking for him. And when they found him, they told him that many people have come. And they are looking for him. Listen to me. Quiet time was so important to Jesus. That is why the devil could not stop him. The way you are joking with your quiet time, you can do little or nothing for God. The devil can stop you. Your prayers will not be powerful. You cannot heal the sick. You cannot even do miracles. You cannot even win a soul. You cannot do this shepherding well because you lack the fire. No wonder when we call you for meetings, you can't even come. Because it takes some passion to give yourself for training. You think that I just, I just like talking is what sweets me. I just like talking. That's why I would say come. Or I can't, I can't rest. No. At least it's not like preaching combine me. Yesterday I went to preach somewhere. And they were even begging me to come today. I went to preach somewhere. And I got that envelope into my pocket. If I even preach here, you won't give me an envelope. And they were begging that I'll finish today. But I didn't go. I didn't go. Because I want to have training sessions for my shepherds. See, so this thing is very important. It's not like I don't have people to preach to. I could have gone to preach, get fat envelope. But I have cancelled it, lost an amount of money, and I am here. Meanwhile, I will not even take offering. I don't take offerings in such meetings. So, what we are doing is not about preaching. It's not, it's not about, about, Pastor, you don't know what you are talking about. You don't know what you are talking about. Listen to me. If I don't train you, you can do little for the Lord. And that is why after I finished preaching on Sunday and preaching on Wednesday to the general crowd like Jesus did, I have to look for a time to spend with the disciples. I have to look for a time to spend with the James and John and the Peters. I have to look for a time to spend with the twelve. Clap your two hands for the Lord. Tell somebody you are very important to God. Very important. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I will not take your offering. But listen. If you are going to succeed in this spiritual expedition, this journey you have taken, then restore your quiet time back to its place. Tell somebody, restore your quiet time back to its place. Go back to making time to read. To study, to pray. At least 30 minutes. Do that before work. What did Jesus do? Early before day, he, he did his. And then, 
when you check the verse 10, it says, when, when they came to him, he now told them, let us go to the other side. For this reason I have come. Let us go to the other side so that I may have fruit also. So before he tried to preach to other people, he had gone to spend a quality time with God. Do you do that when you wake up? Do you do that throughout the day? Or you just get up and you are going about your marketing duties, going about your, 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 your delivery work, your driving work, whatever you do, your business. Even adding preaching to it and, and going on follow up and shepherding. My dear, you will do little. But may God help us. I said may God help us. The disciples, Jesus taught them the secret of quiet time. In Matthew 6, 6, he said, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father which feared in secret shall reward thee openly. Jesus said, Learn how to be alone. Tell somebody, Learn how to be alone with Jesus. When did you spend an alone time in prayer and in the word? Alone when there was no one. A lot of you, the only time you get a scripture or you hear the word of God is in church. It's in church. You don't, you, you, you don't have a personal study for yourself. You don't have. That is why you, 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 you are not able to overcome the temptations that come your way. You are falling to fornication, falling to Things that you, you, you could have overcome. Those days when you were on fire, you were reading your Bible. You could overcome certain things. Certain small, small offenses. Certain small, small temptations. Certain small, small... The things you were able to overcome. Now, little things are overcoming you. Now you can't even pray. Now you can't even win a soul. Now you can't even preach. It's so heavy for you. You can't even do the work of the Lord. You can't even find yourself in shepherd's school or shepherd's meeting because it's a garden of spiritual people. You don't like it. You don't like any spiritual garden. But the same people, watch it, watch it, watch it. The same people who stop shepherding class and stop shepherding school, they spend almost the time we spend here down there chatting on Sunday. True or not true? I hardly get a chance to step down till evening. So don't say I've come to meet you. But I'm telling you for a fact. I'm telling you for a fact. That a lot of people when they don't sit in shepherding school. Go down there. You will see them conversing with their friends. Some of them. They will not be found down there. But it's not like they are going home to rest. They are going to either have fun somewhere. It's not like, like they are saying that I'm tired. I'm dead. The whole thing is that they don't like the gathering of spiritual people. They don't like where they'll hear about soul winning. Where they'll hear about, about making the disciples. Where they'll hear about prayer. Where we'll close church and then, you see, they have come and danced and had party and they are going, then we are not coming to hold on. Let us pray and thank God for those who came to church. It's too burdensome. They have lost the spiritual drive. It doesn't interest them again. When Tuesday is coming, it's like a nightmare. Because they are going for cell meeting. It's like a nightmare because they are going to win a soul. Or they are going to preach. It's like a nightmare. They wish Tuesday will not come. Some of them, they meet Tuesday with diarrhea. They are running. Then they will come. Elder. Elder. I'm not, I'm not really 
I'm not feeling well. Some of them, they even know they will not be well on Tuesday. From Monday, they know. They will start making preparations. They, they know. They know. They say, the way I'm feeling, I, I'm, I'm not feeling fine. It's Tuesday. Like they, are, <laughs> they will not believe God that they will be. Because the problem is not sickness. The problem is the fire. The fire frequency is down. The fire frequency is down. So every rat can enter. Oh, 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 you know, in those days, we, we, some of us, we grew up Hala boys, so we understand some of these things. We used to go and then wash their bowls for, for them. There used to be a bakery uh, around the door called there. There used to be a bakery around that side. Uh, I think behind Pacific, there used to be a bakery over there. Behind Pacific, today's Pacific, behind that place where you go to the top, there used to be a bakery over there. When we were young people, we used to go there and wash their, you know, that bread uh, uh, pan. Wash it. Aha. Anete Ukayo. We grew up from the same place. I, I, I know him. We used to go and wash it. When we wash it, when you are going, they will give you bread. Hot one. And you see, when the, the fire is on, you hear sounds of crackling. Something is breaking. Hey, some chains will start breaking in your secret life. You will start hearing some rattling of sounds. Things are happening. Inside there. Because some, some wood and some things are cracking. Then when it is hot, they now put the bread in there. No, no, no. Like, even a blind chicken will not make a mistake to eat a blind chicken. Have you seen a blind chicken entering into no matter how blind you are, you will know there is fire. Or having to see mad people crossing road. They are mad, but they are not mad. <laughs> to be knocked down by a car. They get to the edge of the road and stand and look left. Right and left. <laughs> they went to Nazareth. They were taught. When you stop at the traffic light, there's something you should know. Red means they wait for green before they, they go. Why don't they cross when it is green? Why don't they cross when other cars are passing? They wait for red light. It mad people know red light. Madness, there are levels. Listen, those demons that are disturbing you, they are disturbing you because your fire level is down. Huh? They are disturbing you with all kinds of troubles, all kinds of issues, all kinds of sickness, all kinds of lifestyle. You are not a kid. Now all of a sudden you, 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 are, you are becoming. Eh? You are not a bad girl. All of a sudden now, now look at your life. When the fire is down, all rats, cockroaches, 
chicken because there is no more fire. No more fire. I pray for everyone here that you are living here to go and, and revive your spiritual life. Can I hear an amen? You are living here to revive your spiritual life. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. The disciples, they learned it. Secret. Prayer. Jesus taught them. So, Charlie, sometimes when you are praying, every time to your secret, close it. So, everything that is public at all. Not really David. David. David also had an attitude. It's nine. I'll be closing. Of spending time alone with God. Psalm 63, verse 1 to 6. That, oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul tests for thee. My flesh longs for thee. He says, early will I seek thee. Say, early will I seek thee. You see, quiet time is, is, is best than early. Tell somebody, it's best than early. It is best than early. Don't go and start facing the battle before you say you are looking for time to do quiet time. Do it before you step out. It's, done, it's best than early. Less than any. David said, Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Amen. That's a place of loneliness. Place of alone. Some of you listen. Your toilet seat and your toilet room will be the best place for your quiet time. I'm telling some of you. I'm telling you that it's a prophetic direction I'm giving some of you here. I said, because you see, you are in a single room with 16 people. Your siblings are there. Your nephews, your whatever. Your cousins. How can you do quiet time? How? Tell me. You can't. But you see, you can enter, swept into your kitchen. And you can use that space. You can swept into your porch. And you can use that space. You can go into your toilet and you can use that space. As long as there is nobody there, you can use that place. In other words, just an alone time to pray and to read the word. Am I, am I uh, um, um, saying something? And David knew that. Joshua, look at Joshua. Look at Joshua. These are great men. Who had a secret of... You, you have been reading about them, but you don't know their secret. This is their secret. How will you also be a great shepherd? Now that you, you don't read your... You are only here because you want to make a friend, or you are just here because you want some position, or you are just here because... No! God wants to make you great. God wants to make you great. But you will not be great if you don't have a secret of quiet time. Joshua. Joshua. Chapter 1, verse 8. It said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. What is the book of the law? The word of God. It shall not leave you. Tell somebody, the word of God must not leave you each day. Not any day. It must not leave you. The word of God. It must not leave you. Not at all. There shouldn't be a day you didn't read the word. I said, there shouldn't be what? It must be part of your life. 
It must be part of your life. If you're a serious Christian, if you want your life to be burning with fire, every single day, and if you have not been observing that, I'm telling you why your life has been ups and downs. Why you can't say no to certain temptation. Because you lack. Jesus was able to say, get deep behind me, Satan. When he was tempted by Peter. Because that morning, he had gone to what? Wait on God. He came with fresh. Listen, yesterday's manner is not good for the survival of today. Write it down. I'll ask you, that's what I'm saying, write it down. I said, yesterday's manna, spiritual food that you ate, some of you, the last time you heard that you ate the word of God is about three months ago. Yesterday's manna, or word of God, is not enough for today's temptation. It's not enough for today's survival. Yesterday's manna is not enough for today's survival. It's not enough. In the Old Testament, when they gathered the manna, I did say so now. Erin, Erin, God was teaching the God. Manna is the word of God. It represents what Christ. It represents the body, the word of God. And when they kept it, I did say so now. Pro, that means fresh each day, fresh each day, fresh each day. Ask somebody. Do you have a fresh word today? Ask him, do you have a fresh word? Today, did you get something fresh in your spirit? What was the vault title today? Can you even remember? What, what was your personal study? Did, did you even do it? What was the fresh word that entered into you? What was the fresh word? What was the fresh word? Most of you don't have it. That is why small temptation, you give up. Small attack can hit you. You say there is no God. Because you don't have enough of the word. You don't have enough. The problem is the word load. The word load is small. The word load is small. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word. If you have a lot of the word. What did Jesus use to overcome the devil? Luke chapter 4. What did Jesus use? It is written. It is written. It is written. How many of you can say it is written? How many of you? How many of us? I'm a servant in church. You don't know two scriptures. You don't even know two. You can't even go beyond one. You and the Sunday school are saying, Wow, shepherd. Do you know what a shepherd means? A shepherd means somebody who is feeding others. Now, what are you going to feed? Katrikwa, Sobema, Untuma. Katrikwa, Sobema, Untuma. If nothing, Mr. Nothing, Says he will give you something. You better listen to his nothing name. Amen. Shepherd, you are supposed to be breastfeeding people and you don't have a single breast milk. Do yourself, you lack it. Such as you have, what you can give. Peter said, Such as I have. I can't give breast milk because I don't have. Sometimes my daughter will come to me and say, Daddy, I want to drink pop-up. <laughs> oh, yeah? She plays with me. We really play a lot. Yeah, you say that. Daddy, I want pop-up. She knows I can't give her. She's teasing me. So she just goes, Daddy, I want to drink pop-up. <laughs> 
you have not done your quiet time. You. You. You, you are accepted by three people, ten people. You have not done your quiet time. Head of a ministry. You have not done your quiet time. A pastor. You have not done your quiet time. A shepherd. You have not done your quiet time. You that they think you are the most spiritual in the church. You don't know the word. You can't get up and give me five scriptures without missing. Without saying, eh, eh, eh. Should I try? From this area, should I try from you? Should I start? Or should come to the pastor? What did David say? Thy word have I, have I, on the Nyamia Sanipo, own kind of wet mass was to Abebueso, you don't know. To Abebueso, you don't know. Thy word have I hidden in my heart so that, so that, so that, so that, so that, somebody say, Adelisaho, Adelisaho, Apollo, Adelisaho. Listen, I can shock you with you on Tinder. I said, Ewey. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. You see, you will sin, oh. Obey you who be rough. Say the own pen, I'm not sinning. Say the, say the, I'm not sinning. You keep postponing. And up out there, man, area, area, draw. Say, how do I be there? Man, and you may, and you may draw. Ask me, I'm in your computer, I'm watching that. What? You have no appetite for the word of God. No motivation for the word of God. The devil is preparing you for sandwich. He's preparing you. He will smoke you one of these days like uh, way, grass cutter. He will smoke you. Because he's making sure you are so weak so that when he attacks, you have no bullet. A wordless Christian is like a toy gun. It's like a it's like a a wordless Christian. You can come there. Nothing. Pew, pew. You are like Ghana action movie. Pew, pew. Ba, ba, ba. Ask somebody, are you, are you a toy gun or you a real gun? The way you have been leading prayer, we have been admiring you. Are you a toy gun or a real gun? Because some of you, you have a form of godliness, but you are empty. You have a form of God, we call you elder. Oh, let's welcome elder. Hallelujah. Uh, just because I have made the work easy for you, I have prepared prayer bank. So, you are covering your ignorance. You are covering your bankruptcy of scriptures. You are, co- you are using this to cover it. You can't quote one scripture minus what is here. Shame on you. Shame on you. I did this for, for just beginners and, and, and just to keep us within prayer points. But it doesn't mean that you don't have anything. The day this one is there, where's my prayer bank? Because without the prayer bank, you have nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing of spirit. 
Something must be. What do you know about God? That you are telling other people about him. You what, what do you know? You don't read the Bible. You don't read. Sometimes some of you, you, you get embarrassed. You go for, for follow-up. They ask you questions. And you get embarrassed. Because you don't know anything. You don't know anything. And I pray for you that it will change. Charlie, I want to see you at the top. I want to... You see, this is not about becoming a pastor. Because I know some of you, you have phobia when it comes, you know, you don't, it, you, you, it's like the, the measure of pastor scares you. It's not about becoming a pastor. Listen, this is about becoming a successful Christian. Is it safe arrival? How many of you don't want safe arrival in heaven? Safe arrival in heaven is our ultimate. That I may arrive there safely. It's our ultimate. So it's not about becoming a pastor. I'm telling you that how to become a strong believer is the word. The word. The Bible says that I commend you unto God and to the word of His grace, which is able to untether, untether, ubedati, which is able to shame on you, which is able to build you up. And to, and to, and to do what? And to do what? The ladies there, and to do what? To elders mapa. To give you what? Among what? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing dictation. I'm not doing dictation. Yes, if you will be a strong believer, a secret life to quiet time is needed. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a secret. Say, go, go back to Joshua 1. Verse 8. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I have five minutes and we're out of here. Quickly. Have you been revived? Or when you heard revival, what were you thinking about? This is revival. Hmm? In this atmosphere, even if you are dead, as at now, there are some spirits, I don't know how they call it, but you know, doctors have some iron, they rub face to face to resuscitate dead people. They used to put on your chest, put it like that then. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking your battery. Yeah. <laughs> this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe. See, he didn't say, and you. He said, that thou. That, 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 that means that you meditating on the way you doing your quiet time day and night is what will cause you to observe to do. You cannot obey what you don't repeatedly study on. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. Watch it. Watch it. Is that that? That means so that. And another time We're old English. Okay, so that you may observe to do. You wonder why you cannot live like a Christian? Because you don't meditate on the word. The devil is overpowering you. But from today, you overcome. I see mighty men rising from this place. 
I see mighty generals rising from this place. I see shepherds who are not just fake shepherds, but they are shepherds who know the way. They are real shepherds, real people, real leaders, real pastors, people who have the word in them, and they can be a blessing to other people. Clap your two hands together for the Lord. So quickly, before you go, three strategies that you need. Three strategies for having a successful quiet time. One, set a specific time for your quiet time. Exodus 34, verse 2. God called Moses and told him, come in the morning. Set a specific time. The best time is morning. Tell someone, the best time is morning. Before you leave for work. Before people wake up. Where you can be alone. Before you set off. Because you don't know what is going to wait for you in the day. You don't know what is waiting. You don't know an accident that is coming that you have to say, Jesus, for God to save you. And when you say Jesus and it's Tunte, no power, no power in your, in your Jesus. Because there is no word in you. There is no word in you. So when you say, out, nothing happens. The demon looks at anything. Nothing happens. God told him, and be ready in the everything I'm teaching, I'm giving you a scripture. Quiet time is better than in the morning. That Jesus himself did it. You, are you wiser than Jesus? Uh-huh. So if for any other reason you are doing it on any time, no problem. But in the best time would have been your morning. Uh-huh. But if you have any other reason, you can do it when you, you think you can best do it. But the best time. So set a time. Tell somebody, set a time. Set a time. Set a specific time. Practical. Regular and unquenchable time for your quiet time. Be realistic about it when you are setting it. You, you know that by 3 o'clock you are, fa- you are snoring. Then you write down that I'll do my quiet time at 3. What Pastor Prince said, you cheat me. Please, please, set a realistic time. Tell somebody, set a realistic time. You know 6 o'clock you'll be bathing your children. You know 6 o'clock. Your, your, your house, because you are mainly in the room, where as you say, eh, my socks were here, my shoes were here, up and down, k, k, go, go, faster, go and bath for hey. Then you are sitting in the hall with your long spectacles. Please, 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 nothing will enter. No, nothing will enter. So set a time, let it be realistic. For some people, it can be best done in the cool afternoon. Yeah. Because their mornings are too packed and they can't wake up early before other people. So for some people, it will be in the cool of the day. Like Adam. Adam used to have his quiet time in the afternoon. Cool of the day. Say cool of the day. The Bible says that and God came to visit him in the cool of the day. That was the usual time God you know, comes to see him. And quiet time is a time with you alone with God. So it's a type of a quiet time. You get it. It's a, it's a time. Cool of the day. Amen. So get a strategic time. Okay? Get a strategic time. Set a specific time. Let it be realistic. It must be a time when you know that you will have enough time with God alone. Do that. Number two. Three things. Number two, withdraw from the presence of other people. Exodus 32 verse 2. 
Be ready in the morning and come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai and present. And then verse 2. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings. Oh, where, where are you reading for me? 34 verse 2. 34 verse 2. 34. Exodus 34 verse 2. And the Lord said unto Moses, Heal thee two tables of stone, like unto the first. And I will write upon these tables the words. Oh, one on one woman. The guy needs fire. I'm sure he has not done his quiet time today. I, I can be very, very sure. Because the way he's tumbling through the scripture, I'm not sure. Uh, see me after church. And be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present thyself there to me in the top of the mount. So he left Joshua, left Aaron, left her, left all the family members and the Jewish people, all the Israelites. And was there alone with God. So you have to be alone with God. Not where your children are there. Imagine me doing my quiet time with Namiche. Like imagine. It's never possible. We can have morning devotion. But not quiet time. I have to do it alone. Alone. Number three. Create an atmosphere that is conducive for fellowship with God. An atmosphere that is conducive. Create it. Create an atmosphere. Put in some cool song. Not noisy atmosphere. KK, Some of you are doing a quiet time and already Kuma Wood is on in the hall. And you are you are doing the Bible is in front of you. You have not gone anywhere and you are and Kuma Wood sound big or radio. You have to put some cool song, some worship song. Create the atmosphere. Tell somebody atmosphere can be created. So learn how to create atmosphere. With worship songs, with prayer, and all that. Okay? So create the atmosphere so that the presence of the Lord will surround you. That will help you to, to, to have a quality time with God. Amen. Ephesians 5 verse 18. The Bible says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. How? It says that by speaking one to another, in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. Just 19. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. There are some things called spiritual songs though. Don't take them for granted. Use them to your advantage. Huh? Use them to your advantage. It works. Can I hear an amen? Oh, can I hear an amen? So, make sure that you get your Bible and do your quiet time. Write down these things. Write them down. Write them down quickly. Write them down. Number one, get... Get your Bible. These are the things you must do. What you must do. One, get your Bible and a notepad. Get your Bible and a notepad. Get your Bible and a notepad. When, and all is from Exodus chapter 34. Hmm? When Moses went, God told him that he should bring tablets, tables, stones that he can write on. So when you are going to do a quiet time without a book, do you, are you sure you know what you are doing? Tell somebody, how, how do you do your quiet time without a book? How? How? So you don't have anything you have written down. You don't have anything. That's why you keep forgetting. You, you forget. But when you write, one, one day you pick it and you remember. So get your Bible and there's no quiet time without Bible. There must be a Bible. There must be a Bible. And if your Bible is on your phone, then quench your WhatsApp. Your data, sorry. Quench it. 
So that as you are reading, there will not be alert. Then you keep peeping and checking. I guess what I'm saying. Number two, discipline yourself to wake up early every day and read your Bible and pray before starting your day. Discipline yourself to read your Bible and pray every day. Number three, it is best to find an isolated place and have your quiet time alone. Number four, determine a particular time. Number five, find an accountability partner who motivates you to have your quiet time every day. Find someone who motivates you to have your quiet time every day. Number six, eliminate every excuse to miss your quiet time and be consistent. Every excuse that will come, eliminate it. Constant every excuse. Don't allow anything to make you miss the time you have set. And then pray for a desire to love God's word and prayer. These are the things that you must do. When you are doing your quiet time, make sure that you pray to start. Make sure you pray to start. Okay? Make sure you pray to start. Prayer is the key in everything. It's through prayer we, we, we attract God. So pray to, to, to start and pray to end. And then sing some worship songs with the songs you are playing or your own song. One or two. Sing some worship songs. Charge your spirit. Worship the Lord. It's a devotion. So at least one song. Sing it and just worship the Lord. You to have your personal devotion. And then open your Bible and let God now speak to you. And write down the things that he gives you. I, I, I'm giving you practical quiet time. Oh. Write down the things that he gives you. Or the things that you learn. When you read the thing, ask questions like what is what is he saying? Who is talking? When did he say it? Where? To who? What are the lessons? This is how you get the lessons. When you are asking questions like what? Who? Who said it? What was he saying? How does he apply? When did he say it? At what? Ask these questions. You understand what you are doing. Then, finally, you ask yourself, how can I apply this? What are the lessons? How can I apply this? Then you write down one, do not steal from someone. Two, when someone offends you, forgive. You, you write down the practicals. Lessons for the day. So when you do an effective quiet time, you should have lessons that you got. You should have the word of God for the day. You should have it. And so, if you are using the, the, the word, you have to read the word patiently. Then when you are done with the word, so now ask yourself, what have I learned today from this scripture? Then you start writing. Number one, two, three, four. Then now, you ponder about what was not even mentioned that God is speaking to you about the passage. Then you look at the other scripture readings. Then you make time and read through them so that you can get the extra knowledge needed. Then you look at the message that was recommended and go to the podcast or the cast box and download the message for free. My messages are there. Go to our cast box. If you don't know it, ask your elder. Your elder can help you get our cast box. It's for free. You just get all the messages, in fact, whatever I preach over here. If you want to preach it today, you will get it. Where you go there? It's for free. Clap your two hands for the Lord. Rise up to your feet.
Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko, Adjacent Best Point Savings and Loan, Odoko Market. For more information, please call 0543-248-982 or 0241-372-895. God richly bless you.